0: You listen to Irish radio, Canada, home and abroad. And one of the great things about this country and this city is that there's relationships going back a long time with Ireland. But also there's concurrent relations that involve bringing people from Ireland to share Irish culture and to share their culture with uh, Canadians and the Irish Canadians. And that's done in all sorts of fashions, be it the arts, music, literature, and all the rest. But it's also done on an educational level. And Anna Nicorta has been here with us for the last two years uh, sharing her L- Irish language uh, with, at the University of Ottawa. Uh, imagine And we're taking a, a trip and we're having breakfast. Uh, we'll we'll There's noise in the background. Enjoy it. We're having breakfast at the Elgin Street Diner, um, and it's Anna's first visit to the diner, <laughs> and she's in for a treat. Um, but um, a little bit about yourself. Uh, uh, my Cullen County goal Cullen sir sir So I'm
1: originally like Austin said I'm from my Cullen County Galway I was actually born in County Wexford but I was living in Galway for most of my life Right. that's where my mother's from and we all moved to my Cullen or to Galway when I was young so I've grown up in my Cullen I attended school and university in Galway so right. I'm a real um,
0: you're Galway a Galway I'm a Galway
1: through and through at this point and I think part of the reason I wanted to travel a bit was because I'd been in Galway for so long and Much and all as I love it, it's a small town and after a certain amount of time you get ready to fly the coop as it were and to see somewhere new, so I was delighted when I got the opportunity to travel to Canada. But for sure, I'm I'm missing my friends and my family from back home. Yeah. And the irony of it all is, you know, if I was to ever
0: consider going back, yeah, Galway would be probably the one place I'd want to live because relative to other places, and and I hope I don't get in trouble for this, but I think you, ne- you have everything in Galway, yeah. like the theatre, walks, Connemara. There's a vibrancy there for such a small town that you. It nearly replicates what you have to go to a big city for.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I feel very lucky to have been brought up in Galway. We've got it all, like you said. Yeah. Um, and it's all and walk, in walking distance. Exactly. It's a very friendly city oh, yeah. in that respect. We've got the arts, we've got sports. I think the Galway footballers made it through to the semi final this past weekend, yeah. so we're happy about that. And a university, you know, the whole lot. Um,
0: as I understand it, it is officially the only bilingual city in Ireland.
1: Right, I think you're right there, yeah, city you'd be correct. Yes. And I think a lot of people are attracted to Galway for that reason you know, yes. it's um, it's nice to have a bit of co or a bit of um company, you know, amongst your peers who you, uh, would like to maybe raise your family at Bailga or um, at least live some of your life through the language you know.
0: And the other thing is you're liable to actually hear the Irish language being spoken along the streets in Galway
1: You are, yeah, and in Increasingly so, I think. I think the whatever may be Reluctance there might have been in the past to speak the Irish language. As yeah. I think it's slowly starting to disappear, and so younger people are more, I think, more and more happy to speak. You know, with their friends, and certainly families that are trying to raise their kids in Irish. You'll hear those uh, speaking Gael in the street. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. lovely. It, it's it's no longer a. Um, there used to be a political overture that if you were a Gaelgor. There was nearly a political overturn. And I think that's not
1: I think so. I think so. And I'm seeing it especially this year. I've been in Canada since November of this year and I find that when you see the Irish language in that international kind of a context, you realise that you know uh, the Irish is spoken all over the world and the political undertone kind of gets lost in all of that
0: now you mentioned you're only here since November and of course you're on a two year stint but the first 18 months before you you were on Zoom
1: well the thing is I've actually only got my ICOF award since past September so I've only been well doing this teaching stint for one year ok so I was teaching online since September that's right up until November and then finally I got Come over here um, to Canada, but even from November up till you know the winter semester, I was teaching online with right. COVID and everything. So um, I was delighted to get back in the classroom then in okay. the winter semester and actually meet my students. You know,
0: Come back to, to uh, your family work for a family there from Roman because if you're coming from Wexford, you're saying your mother is Galway, and um, where did they? about the interest in for you developing in the Irish language.
1: I think it, it was certainly our exposure to the language at a young age. Mum and Dad both speak fluent Gaelic, and so they raised us um, to the Irish language. Certainly, when we were younger, as we grew older, more English uh, was used, but we, um, we continue. I often speak Gaelic with my mother, for example. Right. So I think that exposure to the language in a natural way helped me to kind of uh, sort of follow my interest in it. And then I followed it up in university and right. after that it was it was so life.
0: Galway city or we
1: she's from Carnac uh, yeah, yeah,
0: so it, yeah, it was yeah. lovely
1: as well for me it wasn't just the language it was the whole culture that oh, yeah. i had yeah. uh, seen as a child um which was great so i saw the dancing the channels, the music yeah. the both you know the sea the yes and, and, yeah. and um, of course a lot of my family are still located in Connemara so yeah. I still have that link which is lovely
0: I know it was um, we spent a lot of time last year in Ireland and we managed to have a week in Roundstone and um, then I had a few days round Galway as well um, but that part of the country is just so wonderful in every respect yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely yeah. it's a real it's a total breakaway from the city once you get out to Connemara it's just a different world it is Cloth in the room is the name of Roundstone it's great yes and Cloth means a rock, yeah. Roam means a seal, no, no, so no, it no. means the, the rock of the seal, the yes and Roam, no, right.
0: I remember actually seeing that when we were there, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, even though it is, it's not, definite, it, and it, as with so many Irish names, and actually that's an interesting one to raise, like um, mm. in Galway itself um, I uh, Black Rock, I which is out and in Salt Hill. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I don't know, is it or was it, it was a literal translation. And, but there are so many places in Ireland yes. which have the Irish form has been anglicised in an effort to, uh, and it actually then makes no sense. And that's right,
1: yeah. yeah. It is an interesting idea, isn't it? Such as my hometown, my hometown would be Ma Quillen in Irish. Right. And Ma, you might see it with Mayo, Moyo. We yeah. or a ma is a plane and cullen is the holly. Okay. So it means the plain of holly, which sounds right. lovely, doesn't it, when you put it like it that? Does. Whereas my cullen maybe has less of a significance. And, and like
0: where well, we spent a lot of time last year when we were there was a place called Cullen the Smear.
1: Lovely. Do you know what that is? I do, yeah. What's I do? that? Yeah. That
0: was for the um, the berries. That's it. Yes, the, nice. the, yeah, yes, and they were on the side of the road when we go up for a walk, we were picking blackberries.
1: Smear. Uh,
0: right. And uh, when they were in season. Uh, but it's yeah. Lovely.
1: It paints t- a picture of the area that you're in, doesn't it? Does. It does. It
0: does so much so. And like, well, there are so many places that are called Knut or, or Hill or mm. whatever. And yes, that's the church or the hill. But then when you get into the more um, descriptive places, like Mary, my wife, she's from Dunmanway, and as well as Dunmanvivie. Uh, right? And Dunmanvivie means has a meaning, whereas Dunmanwe is sort of doesn't yeah. mean anything. You're right.
1: Yeah. It's a lot of fun. There's a great website called Luganum. and it's all about the place names of Ireland. So you could type in anyone, any place name, you know, in English or in Irish, and it will give you the translation, which is a lot of
0: fun. <laughs> right. Now I did a, I had a chat last year also with John Creden, because John has his wonderful right, yeah. place names, and he's tremendously interested in this ex yeah, topic yeah. of how the place names all are, are, came and, and the relevance and all the rest, and the story behind them. That's really what it is is the story behind the place names in Ireland yeah. um, it's a brilliant so um, yeah it's a siblings then when you say you grew up and it was an Irish speaking home like, how, how many siblings
1: I have two brothers okay. Owen is the eldest and Cunnell is the youngest so I'm in the middle Right. and so we all grew up with the Grailge which was lovely and it helps as well that we all went to a, a, a secondary school that was through the medium of Irish Grailge right. like you said um, so that, that facilitates matters too, doesn't it? Right. When, when you've got your friends right. through the language and also your subjects which, uh, and everything. Which girls did you go? Well, in my column there's a lovely school called Skol Unwala Um and we attended Skål Unwala right. when we were younger and then in town later on when we were going to high school or secondary school we went to Kolatse Nkwedeba which is the college of the Karab, being the river in Galway yeah. or the lake. Yeah. Uh, Kolatse Nkwedeba uh, the College of the Corrid no you
0: <laughs> mentioned your mum your dad was is he Wexford
1: he's actually Dundalk so he's yes. from County Loud
0: but and but you're he's a uh, Gweldgar also he is too. So where would he have yeah. got his
1: well interesting he um, also attended a, a Grailskull as a child and I think himself and his older brother certainly went to this grail Skull. I think they were interested in pursuing the language yeah. although neither of their parents you know Spoke it, um, you know, fluently themselves. So two of the brothers went to a um or uh, you know,
0: up from County Meath, in County, County Louth. In County Louth.
1: Yeah, I think they went to the CBS there, but it was it seemed to have been taught through Irish. Um, and so it was great because he had beautiful Irish. Then by the time he was a teenager, yeah. And I think he always used to go out to the Gaelic Sea in um, Donegal as well in yeah, summer time.:
0: I, I went to the Hork. The Hork yeah <laughs> I know and my national school in Bangalore yeah. was Aspelga um, yeah um, oh, is that right yeah the, the primary school was, was okay. Um which um, the other I think is, you know and I know my sisters as well they were um, secondary primary and secondary was Aspelga and when they went to the university they had difficulty kind of um, dealing with science and things in English
1: yeah yeah <laughs> that's one thing you do have to grapple with then is the transition to university where everything is English. Yeah. Yeah. I was quite lucky though because I could study, for example, for my undergraduate degree, I studied Granger, the yeah. Irish language and also French and there was a French course that was taught through Irish as well. Yeah. So I got quite lucky I could kind of make the transition more easily. Right. Right. Learning French through Irish. Yeah. Um, well, well the language
0: was vibrant obviously in the household. Was music a part of your point?
1: Music was a part of it insofar far as we enjoyed listening to music okay. but we didn't play a whole lot I was um, I did my fiddle lessons and also piano lessons uh, the lads own I know tried the flute for a while and okay. the accordion but we never really got stuck into a fully which I sometimes think I'd, I'd like to do that again you know right. there's a great um, cultist branch in my Collins. Yeah. and they're just a fantastic bunch they're so committed to the, to the music and keeping it alive so I know I Always have a warm welcome if I'd like to uh, brush up on the fiddle again, the fiddle skills.
0: And there has been a great revival in music, and of course, of course uh, yes. the first week of July is Willie Clancy down in in Miltan Malby, and I know there's Canadian representation over in this year Garrod O'Halloran from uh, originally from the Country Clare originally now in Montreal, but she was part of Kilfinora Kelly band, and I saw Garrod managed to his <laughs> luggage went astray. And, <laughs> as uh, long uh, as Instruments didn't get lost. Well hopefully it didn't. In the Bahamas. Hopefully he that in his hand luggage. Mm. Um, so while we're talking about music, is there any piece of Galway music that we should take a break with
1: and, um, this, this? well there is speaking of Shano, seeing as my mother is from Connemara. Yes. Yeah. There is a beautiful Shano song called Oron Winter. Oron um and I've and often heard a song in Karna, where my mother is from, right. and generally around the grail. So maybe that would be a nice one to listen
2: to. <laughs> Ah.
0: To our uh, radio, candidate, we're chatting with Anna Encorte, mm-hmm. and uh, is that piece we just heard, tell us about it.
1: Well, Chanel's bags <laughs> do have a tendency to be. Glow and moving and quite emotionally charged. So I think that's a good example of one of them. As far as I know, it's related to a woman who feels a very strong connection to her, um, her home and her hometown, I suppose. And when she dies later in life, she wishes to be buried in the land or in the area of her origin and right. where her people are, so there's a beautiful line in it um, uh, she kind of requests to be buried in an area, like I said, where her people were buried before her right. it's quite emotional and it's all about a sense of place and um, a yearning for home, I suppose.
0: One of the things I've come to appreciate as an immigrant is that in many ways that language defines us and by that I mean our own language and I guess it's only when you are removed from your source that you may really appreciate how rich and important that heritage is um, coming from Ireland and teaching Irish in Canada Has that in any way given you that sense of how rich it is?
1: Certainly, yes. I think um, you're absolutely right in that idea of moving or you know distancing yourself from home often makes you more interested in your, in your own area and where you're from and your own culture. I always was I always did have that interest but I think having come to Canada, especially having taught the language and taught a little bit of the culture as well in my uh, classes at uh, University of Ottawa I've kind of had to come to better terms with what's happened in our history and our past and how our culture has been shaped by different different um, incidents and so on, so I found that really interesting. As for the language, it's been really cool to see how the different languages within Canada, between the indigenous languages and the French and English, how all of that kind of interacts in Canada has given me a real um, appreciation for what we have at home, you know. Um, but it also gives me kind of ideas for how the Irish language could be better ported in Ireland, mm-hmm. you know compared to how, for example, French is really um, brought into the fold in Canada so, yeah, it sparked off a lot of ideas for me, I'd say.
0: So. And of course the only official Gaelic outside of Ireland is two hours out the road from us here.
1: Correct, yeah Did you get to visit? I got to visit I did um, I made it out to Erindsville Erindsville, and, and Arendville, Tamworth Tamworth, Tamworth yeah. yeah. And I had a lovely stay with um, some very generous hosts, uh, Stephen and Julie, yes. had me stay, and they welcomed me fully uh, and gave me a little tour of the Great South. Yeah. So that was really, really interesting. I would have loved to be around for um, August because for I the have the Arachis, <laughs> um in August, <coughs> which I would have liked to have been involved with. But unfortunately, yeah. I'll be <laughs> I'll be returning to
0: Ireland before. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um,
0: so I want to hear about uh, well before you're going to tell me about your cross Canada trip but before we hear about that um, you arrived here in November in the height of winter something you would have beyond, beyond the imagination that's right
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well I have to say before, before I stepped foot in Canada I was asking everyone for advice what kind of coat should I bring what kind of gloves should I buy and they said to me wait till you get to Canada before you pick up any of that because the Canadian Canadians know how to how to make proper coats, you know. <laughs> and well, if that ain't the truth, <laughs> I got a lovely pair of um, gloves. It was just in the pound shop or in the dollar shop. Uh, yeah. Two dollars they cost, but they were fantastically well insulated. Yeah. So even the cheaper things here know how to deal oh, with yeah. Canadian winter. But to be honest, I really enjoyed it. I was living in the or close to the university in uh, the centre of o- Ottawa, and I got out a lot. I went through. The snowstorms with my big boots I enjoyed skating on the canal and all of the fun winter activities but it really is something to something to adjust to when you arrive first. And and I guess you know what what
0: it's that there's such extremes of uh, what I've always found here is that there are very distinct seasons Whereas you know we, we kind of although it's getting more like that in Ireland or somewhere else now,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, but that you know when summer is.
2: <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> They're very well defined. <laughs> <don't they? laughs> and and the autumn, the fall here is again something very well defined. So you didn't get to see the fall colours, and again very different. But when you arrive November, you're off the plane you're into frigidity uh, in its worst form and it's going, not just going away it's going to last
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they kept telling me oh this is nothing yet wait till you see January oh this is nothing yet wait till
0: you see <laughs> February. February I hate February <laughs> <laughs> I hate February
1: it's the interminable winter isn't it well you know the novelty of it has helped me through because I've never seen snow like that in Ireland never no. in my life <laughs> so to see it here was actually quite interesting now year two I might have had a different reaction, but for the first year it was really, really cool. And I'd lovely friends, both um, Marie O'Brien and her family, uh, were so good to me this year. They brought me out cross cross-country cross skiing. skiing. Yeah. Uh, I've some friends near er, in Toronto, and we went skiing. Downhill. Uh, downhill skiing. That's clear, right. Mm-hmm. And I managed to get the skating done on the redo as well. I've just really relished, you know, some of those winter activities here. I've been so lucky to be If you enjoy. if you embrace it it's powerful
0: and the other thing that's very strange I remember skiing in minus 25 or 27 (laughs) and it wasn't cold because there was no wind that's the other thing that is impossible to imagine and I remember being at home on one occasion uh, coming up from the beach down in Kerry somewhere and it was plus 11 or 12 and I could feel the wind paining my kidneys I know
1: I know (laughs) Gwy Ernta Thelna is like when you get yeah. the wind really cuts through you you know I know so it's, it's impossible
0: to imagine when you tell someone at home oh yeah I was down skating on the canal and, and it was minus 25
1: and I'm wasn't cold yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is absolutely fine so I think I, if you get your layering right and if you get lucky with the day and that yeah. you don't have too much wind yeah. it can be very manageable and, and the other
0: thing in the winter here and different from Ireland I think you would have noticed is we get blue skies
2: yeah.
1: absolutely and that looks good it does yeah you want to get out into the don't it? Yeah. And that is that is a distinction I've made actually. You know, between Ireland and here your beautiful days are really, really beautiful. Yes. And it's it's but all humor it it, it puts a good humour on you going out the door. Whereas in Ireland the grey days can be a bit dispiriting, can't they? it can it can be harder
0: to, to motivate yourself emotionally or mentally. It yeah. can be harder to lift yourself mentally.
1: When you've seven days of grey in a yes. row, you know Yes,
0: it can. So anyway you arrive when you start out you were doing uh, your virtual classes yeah. and I know from some of your predecessors that um, one of the interesting things about the University of Ottawa is that I, I remember that. being told only about 30% of your uh, student cohort would have an Irish connection that maybe 65-70% right. absolutely okay. not you must have found that interesting
1: it was, yeah, certainly I, when I met my students in the fall semester for the first time I was asking them, oh and what's your Connection. And many of them did, you know, have their Irish surnames and all the rest, but others... Nothing. No connection at all. And they were just more so curious about the language. And I was saying it to somebody recently that I thought that was really refreshing. People were interested in the language because it was a different language. Yes. And that was it. You know, we mentioned, you know, the preconceived ideas that some of the Irish might have about the language just doesn't exist here. So no. that's refreshing.
0: And like, we were recently in Scotland and when I Found fascinating about Scotland was that you know, the history of the, the Scots language is Irish, that it mm. came across and evolved from Ireland to Scotland and then developed its own um, uh, uh, colloquialisms and all and yeah, uh, word, the and yeah, but this, that. Yeah, dialect. Yeah, I thought that was fascinating. Yes,
1: yes. Uh, it has, it's had a pretty, a pretty wide reach, hasn't it, it, the has, language it in has, its own way? Has. <laughs> it
0: has of the students that you had that were not of Irish heritage in any way Is there anyone stood
1: out uh,
0: as interesting in any way, and why? A lot of
1: them did. A lot of them did, and that was the lovely thing about having that mixed class. You know, you'd sure we were learning more than Irish in my class. (laughs) We were picking up bits of French, bits of uh, there was a guy, um, um, a student from well, who had his uh, he had ancestry from. Northern Belgium, so he spoke Flemish, right. and he spoke an old, or his grandparents, for example, spoke an older branch of Flemish that right. maybe isn't commonly used. So that was really interesting. You know, I was learning a lot from them. Um, there was uh, another student who had ancestors from you know, Vietnam, and he had some interesting things to say too. So it was a lovely uh, mix of different different experiences and different cultural perspectives. So I enjoyed it. So when you head
0: home now can you see yourself when you're in front of students that it has changed your approach to how you might now communicate with the class?
1: Yes I think so, I think so I think that gives the students a little bit more cultural background to the language rather than just teaching them words and phrases obviously that's they're the, the foundations of a language but I think the culture actually goes a long way in inspiring people to learn about the, right. the language because certainly that was the case with the Canadians.
0: So like you know, basically the fishing isn't that important? <laughs>
1: exactly, I think we can let that slide for the beginners class. <laughs> and I know some people People love grammar and that's really what gets them uh, excited. Yeah, but enough. for most people, they just want to know a couple of conversational phrases. Yeah. yeah, and, and uh, it doesn't make a difference
0: if you make a mistake. I no. think that's the that's important it. message at that. And
1: I often say that to students. You know, if you can, even if your grammar or your syntax is all over the place, yeah. nobody minds. If you can string a couple of words yeah. together, yeah. we will probably guess what you're trying to say, and yeah. that's good enough. I mean, isn't it wonderful that you're trying your own to yeah. speak yeah. the language? Right. Yeah. So November
0: two, um, when you're heading home, you you, you depart in July. July, yes. Yeah. So when by the time the listener gets to hear this, you're back in Ireland. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you managed to string a trip across Canada, I understand, on, on the train.
1: I sure did. I said, well, if I'm only here for a short time, I'll make the very most of it. Um, and luckily, I had an, a friend from Ireland, uh, Maren Bergen, who's um, actually an ICOP teacher, so she's a an Irish language teacher in Halifax right. and the pair of us were both interested in doing this trip so it was great to have company. So she took off from Halifax one fine day and we met up in Quebec City so I joined her in Quebec City and from there we hit, uh, well we stayed in Quebec City for a couple of nights, wonderful, Montreal, then we went to Toronto for a few nights, onwards to Edmonton, that was a big long stretch from yep. Toronto to Edmonton and from Edmonton we saw Jasper, back i um, before heading on to Vancouver Okay. and then we went down to Seattle for a day nice, or two nice, as well nice. which was wonderful and then we did it all and way long, back How well. long did that take? It, we did it over the course of a month so okay. it was about three and a half weeks in, okay. Um, in May Okay, we yeah. did a great experience Quebec City
0: first of course it's a beautiful city yeah shades yeah. of the lights of Galway there's areas
1: and yeah, uh, a bit like yeah. around the streets of Galway you're right you're right I think the cobbles for me just, I thought the cobbles um, on the streets really reminded me of those smaller pedestrian streets in Galway that have a lot of charms yes. and, and a lot of kind of you can almost see into the past you know you can really imagine uh, the historical town within what is now a more modern town
0: and I know that um, Grosfield probably was not open so you wouldn't have had the opportunity to go out there no. but there is such a rich history between Quebec and Ireland that's right. and I remember when I went out to Grosfield uh, just being able to look at the, the um, topography and I could imagine how the Irish and others uh, the Irish were coming in the centre and how they would have seen just looks like home uh,
1: that's right yeah, yeah. yeah I, I would have loved to go out to Grosfield um historically. Quebec generally seems to have a huge connection with the Irish in fact I think I read that within Quebec City maybe 40% <laughs> the residents of Quebec City have some kind of Irish ancestry which I thought was really interesting and um, at the Ottawa Film Festival a couple of months ago I watched a great documentary called The Lost Children of the Carrot.
0: Yes with Garrod. With Garrod, Garrod O'Halloran um, yeah.
1: yeah and again that gave a great insight into you know yeah. the history.
0: So Anna while you were in Quebec City did um, you didn't come across the Sheeran and the Gates?
1: I didn't. I didn't. I didn't realise that there were even shilling gigs to be found in Quebec City. But there you go. Um, <laughs> and we saw a lot of other um, old buildings and old artefacts, which were lovely. But no, can't say I did.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's very. It's a European city in every way. Yes. And of course. Uh, the Jamie Johnson was built there. Is that right? Yeah. Very good. yeah.
1: You can see that in the docks in Dublin. can't That's you? correct. I'd love to visit there.
0: Yeah. And um, it, I think, was the last ship before steam took over. It was the, the last okay. sail ship that uh, would have been in part of the uh, famine uh, fleets. Mm. And nobody died on it. Is
1: that right? Mm. Wow. Jeannie Mm -hmm.
0: Johnson So (coughs) Quebec City as well um, there's a it oozes heritage unlike a lot of North American cities
1: Absolutely, yes and you'd see it, I mentioned the cobbles of Galway Mm earlier on, but it really brings you back to that kind of an an older world there's some beautiful historical kind of sites and buildings and bridges and all sorts of things that had really captured the imagination of anyone interested in history. And speaking of the Irish in Quebec, I know myself and my friend when we were, you know, wandering around the city, we we went down a certain street I couldn't tell you the name of the street, but at the end of it um, there was a lovely old Irish cross and engraved in the cross was I think the cross was erected to commemorate some famine memorial or something like that but we were delighted to see a little um phrase written as mm-hmm. you know we had the Irish language the French and the English all on this one on this one cross and um, so talking about history you know. Yeah. And of course of it. that's repeated
0: across the country because here in Ottawa yes. the, the Celtic cross also has the message in the various languages yes yes. it was
1: a treat now to see that
0: so um, then you then also took in
1: Montreal took in Montreal I think Montreal is one of the (coughs) highlights of Canada for me I really really love that city I think in the summertime especially you probably get a lovely I don't know a lovely atmosphere I was there in the past week and I just had a wonderful time cycling around looking at the canal looking at the the St Lawrence I went for a swim in the river as well they have an urban beach down there Right. and the food is exceptional too yeah. so I do love Montreal <laughs>
0: and of course the history again with the Irish is very deep because prior to the Rideau Canal being built here the Lachine Canal was built in Montreal and mm-hmm. that would have been 18 I think 1822 to 1826 roughly because here it's 1826 to 1832 for the Rideau Canal and that the workers migrated came up yeah and that good. whole uh, that whole area of Griffintown Thomas Darcy McGee everything huge historic connection going way back yeah
1: um, I um, know uh, Thomas Darcy McGee is said to be buried in Montreal is that right the, I, I wanted to go to the to the graveyard and yes. you know see his name, but I didn't manage to get to it this time around.
0: And did you get to the Black Rock at the Victoria Bridge?
1: I didn't. Is this that is Ireland related too? It's t- related It was the, when the oh, road okay. went
0: um, after um, Rossille, when if they were pe- cleared at Rossille and allowed to proceed, then that's Camp yeah. Montreal. But oftentimes the. Um, uh, what uh, the disease was that they were suffering the sickness wasn't apparent when they were in Groseillers. By the time they got to Montreal, they were full blown. Yes. So there's, uh, the, when they were doing road construction at uh, Victoria Bridge, they discovered mass grave So there is, is a black right? rock that yeah. is commemorating. I think it's probably five thousand. Uh, something there. Uh, I wasn't uh, aware
1: of that wow well, yeah. yeah that's interesting and
0: the Quebec government and the federal government but the city of Montreal have now donated a space that's uh, yeah, close to it that can be developed into a memorial park also
1: excellent
0: uh, but yet the, the Irish tradition in Montreal goes way back before the famine and that's the other thing that a lot of people in Ireland I guess don't recognise is that the relationship with Canada uh, if you go back to the 15-1600s you're down know from Yes, but even then, with the flight, of the the, uh, the wild geese and the earls, the the prince, there were the educators were coming to Canada in the
1: early 1800s. Right, right. I didn't realize they they came to Canada from that particular movement. Interesting. Yeah, well, there was when there with was the flight uh, of the earls, there was
0: they were yeah. here, The educator were coming here. Wow. Way before, as well as workers for the, the canals. Yes. Um, so I mean,
1: uh, when my friends and I were in Toronto, we did go to Ireland, Ireland Park, Park yeah. yes. so I'm glad we saw that you know even in one of the cities and again
0: it has the Ronan Gillespie sculptures that
1: are the arrival yes, yes. really France. striking Isn't it? and they're kind of like they almost mirror those that you'll find in, near in the Jeannie Johnson yes, in,
0: indeed, indeed and again Toronto <coughs> has a huge Irish heritage um, but you're now into a modern North American city yeah, that's and that's right. what I mean about Quebec City and, and Montreal yeah. there's such a difference between the two relative to Toronto
1: Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely.
0: Um, so then you went on the long haul out to Edmonton.
1: We did, yes, that was our.
0: With no break in between. <laughs> With
1: no break, or if we did, it was like short, maybe 10 minute breaks along the way. Um, but it, it was one long trip on the train and. We were plagued by a couple of delays with the trains. What was, you know, maybe sitting on the tracks for a little while because of freight trains coming by. But for the most part, it was really, really enjoyable. The things you see out the window is really incredible. That leg might have been about 60 hours. I remember looking at the number of hours and just... Uh, gritting my teeth and hoping I'd be able to get through it. But it was actually very enjoyable. The trains are very comfortable.
0: And you can walk up and down the train. You can't necessarily
1: do it the same way in a bay. This is it. And there's a lovely viewing part where you can just sit and quietly take in the landscape around you. We saw a couple of bears from that viewing. Uh, viewing um, uh, area, which is really, really right. cool for someone who's never seen a bear before
0: and from a topographical point of view, you know, having been down in Quebec City and around Montreal, you see the Laurentians and it's relative lowlands around here, then you head across there and there's nothing
1: that's it, that's it I, I often say to people that you you know you'd go to sleep in one landscape and you'd wake up in another so I found that was really really cool when I'd be on the train leaving maybe Toronto and then you'd get a lovely kind of uh an area in which there was a lot of lakes and trees for a little while within the Ontario kind of uh, part of that journey and then you hit the the plains and the really, really flat lands with the farms. so it was totally different by the time we got to Edmonton I think we were ready to get off the train Um, and then of course moving towards the Rockies we had a different experience indeed. all over again so yeah. it was a trip of a lifetime I was really
0: really happy yes. to do it you know I, I remember driving from Regina to Edmonton and yes. uh, again just looking out and there's nothing there, and there.
1: very flat <laughs> indeed
0: indeed so yeah, how long did you spend in Edmonton?
1: we spent um I think it was two days in Edmonton before we hit the road for Calgary so that we could get to uh, Banff and Jasper. But it was fun in Edmonton there's another Eikhoff teacher so uh, Daniel is his name and he uh, joined us for you know a meal in Edmonton and it was really nice to meet him because unfortunately we hadn't had the chance before to to get together. But we um, had a drink in a pub that evening and were joined by other Irish speakers. Right. So myself and Warren and Daniel were speaking in Irish and some other Irish people who were in the pub heard us and came over and we ended up having a lovely, a lovely evening kind of chatting yeah. bilingually with right. these other Irish. It was great. You mentioned
0: ICO and just for the listeners that's the Ireland Candy University Foundation and James Kelly who... Um, I keep in touch with James as the uh, is Executive Director of that at the moment and it uh, has been a great organisation in helping promote interaction between the universities in Ireland and, and here in Canada. And, uh, That's right, a good form of cross pollination in, in effect, so then down to Calgary. Yeah.
1: Down to Calgary, that's right. And from there we went to, uh, I think Banff first of all, and then yes. Jasper. And that was just incredible. I remember sitting on the bus from Calgary, and it was the evening time, and the sun was going down behind the mountains, and yeah. we were approaching this different planet. You know, I the beautiful, you. beautiful Rockies. Um, and I remember just being so, so stunned by the by the view and by the landscape. It was really, really mystical. It was beautiful. Yeah. Stuff. and in Banff we were lucky we had a, a contact there as well and he was very kind to bring us around to show us the different sites, He had a car which went a long way yeah. in terms of yeah, yeah. getting to the interesting walks and hills and yeah. lakes and things like that and uh, yeah we ticked off a lot of the bucket list there in Banff yeah.
0: and up through then um, the um, glacier? Up Lake Louise, I know, the, I know we saw Lake yeah. Louise so Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and I have to say, it like there were a lot of tourists around the area, but I can see absolutely why there were. Um, it's just a, a really stunning, stunning area. Yeah. Jasper was kind of similar, but um, you know, similar kind of snowy, wacky, yeah. um, but equally enjoyable.
0: We're going to take another little break. Have you a piece of music to suggest?
1: No? Yeah, nothing from Galway? Nothing that I can think of at the moment, no. Yeah. I'll, I'll think of something.
0: Okay, okay. Um, I could prompt you. You know, I know there's a group that's coming out of Galway and they're getting a lot of attention. Um, you're familiar with We Banjo 3? Yes. Yeah. They're great. They are great. And I know last year, well, a few years ago before COVID, when they were in Milwaukee, and Kieran Cannon was the... Um, uh, Jasper Minister at the time, Kieran was over in Milwaukee, got up on stage, and he's a brilliant musician. Because, uh, you know, we were talking about Sean Keane earlier, and you know, Kieran has composed with Sean and with Johnny V. Bradrick and has done some wonderful stuff. But wow. we, Bantos, we are an interesting group.
1: For sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's great to see you, you the younger people coming, coming up through the ranks and yeah. being well able to, you know, um, play with the best of them. Indeed.
0: Son and we're leaving Calgary, you're up through the Rockies, you're about to land down, come down to over, uh, through the Rockies and again uh, unimaginable from, I know the scenery in Kerry and Korean, uh, Cork and Connemara is fantastic but the Rockies are unimaginable
1: Absolutely, yeah what a, what a treat to have had the opportunity to visit this area of Canada because even, I speak to a lot of Canadians they said, you know I've never done that trip yeah. and I feel lucky that I have seen a lot of that, yeah. you know um, stunning. And then, as we started descending down towards uh, Vancouver and yeah. towards the sea, you started noticing the trees changed. You had far fewer pines and far more, you know, just green, 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 green everywhere. So we really started to notice uh, the springtime coming down towards Vancouver, right. which was great. So that,
0: as you say that, it reminds me. Um, I remember uh, I was up inside the Arctic, beyond the tree line, and um, you know, you don't notice these things until you get there and it's probably one of the most beautiful places I've been in Canada because there's nothing it was, just, it was just like you go up to Connemara again and you go along the, the shore and you have this kind of rubbly beach but that was the whole landscape
1: wow and it was
0: stunning it was yeah. just so stunning and uh, uh, yeah it was, and and you feel
1: like you're on a different planet oh yeah in, yeah. Way, yeah in every way in every
0: way that was one of the highlights actually of my years of travelling was being up in there was it? oh yeah um, and then you come down into Vancouver and Again, so different.
1: Yeah, exactly. Very different. A really nice city, very enjoyable. There was a lot going on. Yeah. We took bikes out to Stanley Park and was yes. a nice route around there. We had a wonderful uh, outdoor concert in Stanley Park as yeah. well. Um, we swam. Uh, I was very proud to have swum in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. <laughs> I nearly passed it up, but my travel companion, my friend Warren, told me, You won't get this chance again for a long time. So we, you go we better out, jump out in. Kitsilano. Near Kitsilano. There's a beach for further along, called Jericho Beach. Yes. So we went uh, yes. out there. Kitsilano was a lot of fun, a lot yes. of Irish to be found there apparently. Yes. So we had some nice um, get-togethers with some Irish people there too. Yeah,
0: of course that's out near the university, that's it.
1: The, uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. And we visited the Botanical Gardens, I mean just at every turn there was something else that was worth viewing and worth seeing. Were you in any way surprised at
0: how widely spread the Irish are in this large country?
1: It, it did. It, it did. Kind of. Uh, the penny dropped when I got to Edmonton and we were sat in an Irish bar speaking Gaelga with you know people from back home. So and as well when we were in Quebec City and we noticed that Irish cross, you know, we really got a sense of the Irish are here and they have been here for a very long time and will continue to be. Please God, a yeah. to, Um And then in Vancouver as well, you yeah,
0: had a huge influx now.
1: Huge influx. Yeah. Yeah. My brother when uh, a couple of summers ago spent his summer you know yeah. when he was free from university with friends out there and he's an excellent time but it seems it's becoming more and more the trend for young Irish yes. people to come to Canada for the summer rather than the US. And, well.
0: and even now as they're going more to the west coast than coming to the east coast or to Toronto, even. Yeah. Um, did you make it out to Victoria? And to
1: We didn't, no ah. I didn't, I think Mwerin did, she stayed on a little bit uh, later than I did, right. she might have gotten out there but another time right? Lacuna Day so when you
0: make it out to Vancouver and you know it's time to turn around and come back and you're coming back um, is it in any way an anti-climax having spent the amount of time going out and it's all new and now <laughs> <laughs> you come on, can we get, get yeah. to you
1: have to sit for five days it was a five day tra- trek home to uh, Toronto non-stop um, effectively yeah effectively we had two stops here and there but nothing more than an hour you know Right. so it was a little bit now we were seeing all the same beautiful um, landscapes and everything which I didn't mind seeing twice as fine (laughs) and certainly you know you, you might have skipped or missed some time, some parts of the journey on the way to Vancouver because it might have been nighttime when you were going through the Rockies, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas on the way home, I saw it all, so I right. feel lucky to have done both ways. But I will say, I was ready to get off the train sure. once I arrived in Union Station in Toronto, and I needed to stretch the legs. I think everybody did. Yeah. But, yeah, overall, an, an enjoyable, enjoyable trip. I would recommend for everyone to do it, but maybe just bring a comfortable pillow if you're going to sleep on the train.
0: Right, right. And maybe fly back?
1: <laughs> Perhaps. I have no regrets, but I can see how flying home would make sense. <laughs> and are you going to miss Canada, do you think? I think I will. I really do. I, I kind of came upon the ICOF program, oh, or dear. that Irish Canada University Foundation program, a bit randomly you know I just saw it posted on the internet and I never had any grand you know ideas about coming to Canada before that but having been here now for the year I can honestly say it's been an amazing experience and I will miss it I will miss yeah. it going home but they do say you know absence makes the heart grow fonder and everything I think I'm starting to miss Ireland a bit now yeah. at this point too so I'll be ready to go home when I do and
0: I think the other thing is um, you're certainly um, it's coming from you, that there's a a, there's a richness that a person gets through travel, and and it's one thing to go on a ten day or one week, two week holiday out to um, Spain or Greece or something else, big difference to come to something like you've been able to do and immerse yourself and get an experience um, and get to know people who live in this environment Absolutely. and I know one of the things of emigration is that once you emigrate you always have a foot in two camps and you can never take the second foot and put the two feet in the one camp, the it's, just, it's impossible.
1: Yeah, that is an interesting idea. And it's still so worth doing that and taking that leap because I don't know. I think it broadens your mind oh, in, much in so. ways that staying at home never will.
0: No, no, it does. And it's not to detract for anyone who doesn't. Mm. But you know, when you get the experience, like you've gone through an experience that will last your lifetime yes. um, in every way, and I guess will influence your life in every way, even and you won't even be aware of it and that's exactly. the wonderful thing about it
1: and having met all the people that I have you know, who be it through the university or through the James Joyce Association of Ottawa, I was involved with those or through Coltis, uh, Ottawa Irish Arts I've had so many excellent interactions with people who are so so um, committed to what it is they do and it's wonderful and refreshing to see that uh, happening.
0: And you mentioned Joyce though, because you did participate in The Dead which is available up on YouTube under the Irish Embassy in Ottawa uh, YouTube channel. Uh, That was an excellent production that was put out there. And the wealth, again, of sharing Joyce with the diaspora. And then there was a Joyce event around Bloomsday and you participated in that also. I did, yeah. Uh, What had your contact been with Joyce prior to that?
1: Well, it's funny. (laughs) I think... Canada educated me more about Joyce than I, ever, than I ever had back home, but I certainly I'd read Dubliners okay. I had not read Ulysses yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever get through that book but um, it was so wonderful to actually be able to, what I did was I portrayed some of the characters from yes. for example The Dead or Ulysses yeah. and you kind of, you have to read their character and work out what it is Joyce was looking for, or what he was on about uh, when when writing this character and it was wonderful. Wonderful. Despite it is, it's being written maybe a hundred years ago at this point, you see a lot of joy in, in people in Ireland even today, and I thought that was really interesting to see in the book. And,
0: and, and again the musical side of it I'm, I'm being facetious here but I know the sod might have been influenced with the Joyce country kill band <laughs> <I don't. laughs> who knows who knows <laughs> so, you love to ask them I, you know, I see they're getting ready for, to go back on the road is that but right yeah, they're, they're in rehearsal at the moment it's been five years since they did their last So apparently Good they're for
1: come them back, Good they're for back, them they
0: back on the road uh, full of life full I, of energy I, 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 currently, I saw them in relief, um a number of years back and her, I love yeah. those.
1: They can put on a show. Can't they can they? put on yeah. a
0: show, and they. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: remember seeing them at a, years now, years ago now in Galway. There was a Volvo Ocean Race. Yes. Uh, for the sailing, there was an yes. around the world sailing trip uh, yes. or race, and they performed just that. It was so much fun. Yes. So much yes. fun.
0: And and the, uh, the music is just so different, and, and yes, so fantastic, and yes. tells such powerful stories. Um, you know, I know. The, the history of the sugar factory in Shoun, and um, just even uh, the um, well the N17, which is iconic,
1: Yeah and, and
0: yeah. It, it tells the story so strong exactly. of the Irish and, and the rural Ireland. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, Not unlike what Joyce did with all of his books, you know, it, it's it telling is. stories, isn't it? It is it in is. a way that people can digest and it enjoy. Indeed. <laughs> so,
0: um, next year, um, when you get back, where, where
1: September? Where are you? Well, I'd love to, obviously, get home and see all the family, all the friends. I'm looking forward to catching up with everyone. And after that, I suppose, I'll have to see what comes my way. I'd be interested in um, trying a little bit of translation. Okay. As in, I've never worked as a translator before, but I'm interested in languages, so maybe that's something I'd like to pursue.
0: And now that Irish is an official language within the EU, I understand that there's great career opportunities. So I hear, yeah, Yeah. so I hear. And
1: um, there are they every year they run internships for you know young people who would be interested in training as a translator etc to join them for a couple of months right. in the European Union so yes. I'd be interested in perhaps doing something like that intro, um, fascinating, we'll yeah. see. we'll see how I get on indeed well, Anna, we're going
0: to wrap up and we're going to have maybe will we have a piece of start after
1: let's I think mm-hmm. I think
0: we should should we go for the N17 or, or, or I Country so or
1: the I do love the
0: N17 so yes. let's try it <laughs> It's been a real pleasure having a chat with you, having breakfast with you here at the Elgin Street Diner and um, I hope your future is as enjoyable as your time in
1: Canada has been Thank you for being with me today